1: We're back on inside black and gold we've been going for a while here uh, both of these segments got a lot longer than i anticipated so this is going to be a quick one we're going to go through kind of reset where the saints are they're two and two right now obviously there's a long way to go two and two it kind of feels like you know where is is not an unreasonable place to be
0: and it's typically just we look at they, that as the first quarter of the season
1: yeah effectively right now that it's not now that it's 17 it's yeah exactly you know, a little and you know, the percentage points go a little different, right? No, it's more like twenty three point eight percent or something like that. But either way, I think it's a good a good point to kind of look around and see, you know, where where is everybody? You know, who's who's out to a hot start that you might not have expected? Who is who is slower out of the blocks than you might have expected? Especially the player, the teams that the Saints play. So you know, the first one that we'll look at, you know, is okay. The Saints are two and two again. It's like two and two is fine. I don't think two and two is the worst place in the world to be. It seems like the saints are two and two every year. It's just the fact that you won your first two games and then lost the next two in such just painful demoralizing fashion that it feels a lot worse than it is, but you know, you're going out to new England this week. You you don't have to play in any weather. So you're okay with that. This is a Patriots team that is one and three has been outscored by 42 points on the season, but you look at the teams they've played, and it's like, okay, that's a little, little tough to gauge how good they actually are because they lost Week One to the Eagles, twenty-five to twenty. They lost Week Two to the Dolphins, twenty-four to seventeen. The team that got blown up by the Bills, I, I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, then they beat the Jets, fifteen to ten, and then no. last week they lost thirty-eight to three to the Cowboys, another team that it's like I can't figure out.
0: 15 to 10. (laughs) That might be a Saints. That may be a Saints uh, New England score.
1: That's going to be. Yeah, I have a feeling (laughs) that's going to be the type of game that that the Saints want. But I mean, yeah, you look at the the Patriots the last two weeks, they're one and one. They've scored 18 total points. So like this is not an offense that's that's blowing anyone away. They haven't scored over 20 points this year. And but they have lost two good teams. But the Cardinals also beat the Cowboys. And the, and the Giants beat the Cardinals, but lost to the Cowboys 40 to nothing on, on, on the opening night. So the transitive property is a lie. Uh, either way, you know, I think it's this, this the Saints and Patriots matchup is going to be kind of fascinating because I think it's two teams that believe they are better than their record indicates uh, fighting for one of them to be accurate one of them uh one of them to be right and one of them to be wrong.
0: Yeah, the, the big one you look at it, you know, when you look at scoring, uh defensively, to me uh it comes to the turnover margin here where the Saints are even and the Patriots are minus 5. That's lord that's awful already this right. season.
1: I mean, the Patriots have been outscored by 42 points. Uh let's see, only the Broncos who lost a game by 50 points <laughs> Bengals, which is crazy. Another one in three team. And
0: were, some folks are calling the bench, Joe burrow because his calf injury, right? Giants
1: and bears. Those are the only teams that have a worse point differential than the Patriots. And so you, that's the, that's the group that the Patriots are with is like, like the Cardinals have a better point differential than the Patriots. The Panthers have a better point differential than the Patriots. The Panthers haven't even won a game the bears are the worst team in the history of time. It seems <laughs> even, they can't even meet the Broncos, a team that lost to the dolphins by 50. And so they're minus six. They're, they're minus 62. The giants. Oh God, you know, it's really offensive to me that the two games that I make sure to try to watch when I can are obviously the saints. Cause it's my job and I'm watching them and I'd be watching them either way. But like, I don't have a choice. I'm watching those games. And then it's like, oh, great! The Giants are on Monday night, and I, I grew up a Giants fan, so when I can, I try to watch it. Right? Like that's—I wouldn't say that I'm the best Giants fan in the world, but if I'm rooting for a team that's not the Saints, I'm rooting for the Giants because that's you know I can go to a bar and drink and be like, yay! No, it feels like a punishment, oh, right. right? It feels like it feels feels like a like a like a chore. I'm like, oh man, I gotta go watch. <laughs> they are they they have been outscored by. 76 points on the season.
0: Yeah, the, the the Giants look like a hot mess right now, too. Uh, but yeah, the, the
1: offensive line will... Was- another team the Saints play. So, I mean, you know, we, we look at that early in the season and say, you know, the Giants, they should be competitive. They were a playoff team last year. Well, what are they going to look like in week 15? Because if it's anything like they look like right now, suddenly that's like a,
0: like a chalk it up matchup. Yeah, another one, too. Like you mentioned, too, the hapless Bears. I mean, come on. The, look, looking at the expectations of Justin Fields going into this year, you, we were we were kind of like, man, he he might give us some problems in the Superdome. Come that matchup, the Bears are
1: currently on pace to have the number one and number two overall picks in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One of them is theirs, and one of them is the pa- the Panthers. Um, you know, people gave the, the the Saints a lot of grief for the pick they gave away last year. Right, at uh, least that was the number ten. If you end up giving the number two pick away, you trade it up like like they're in position to potentially get the number one pick again. You traded up for that and gave away what might be a top three pick for Bryce Young, who granted, you know, I think he's going to be good, but he's not better than you know, I don't think he's a better prospect than Caleb Williams. Right. So I don't know. It's just kind of like trading go, going and getting that guy at the top of the draft is not as simple as it sounds. Um, and the Panthers are better than that zero four record probably indicates, and I think they'll win a couple games because they have no incentive to tank. But yeah, the Panthers are, in, are uh, yeah, that's that's rough. Anyway,
0: yeah, where we're the Panthers, you know, situation with Bryce kind of you know looks still very questionable. At least, at least Houston with CJ Stroud, he seems to be that dude right now. I don't know what the what the heck I'm talking about.
1: But I do feel like I have a pretty good indicator when it comes to the draft. I, I'm pretty good at the draft. You know, when I when I when I make a when I make a an, a pick or an idea, I have a good reason for it. And I I was pretty confident the whole way through. I was like, I think CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. And for some reason, it's like, nope, Bryce Young. We want the five ten guy. Okay, I right. <laughs> I don't get it. Like. You know, sure, maybe the processing speed and the you know his Wonderlick score or whatever they do the interviews. I, I've never spoken to Bryce Young in my well, actually I did once. I interviewed him at the Manning Passing Academy once, but like I don't know w- w- what his processing speed is on the field and and whatnot. Maybe it's so much better than CJ Strouds that you can overlook the obvious physical limitations that being five ten in the NFL is going to give you. But I mean. I don't I don't know what CJ Stroud did to get to get for for Bryce Young to be the clear first round number one overall pick, um, but yeah, CJ Stroud has looked good. Um, you know, I think D'Amico Ryan's has done a good job with that team, and so yeah, like that's suddenly you know you you probably looked in the beginning of the season and been like, man, okay, so the Saints get the Texans that should be chalk it up for a win,
0: right? Now rookie head coach, rookie quarterback,
1: yeah, young receivers. So, you know, Nico Collins, Tank Dell. Like this is a team that. You know, it's funny, I have C.J. Stroud in fantasy, and he got the exact same point total. He got 23.27 points in weeks three and
0: four. That's solid production right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got a six sixty two percent completion, 12, 1,212 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Wow. Uh, he's been sacked 11 times. You know, and they, they haven't run the ball particularly well. Devin, Damian Pierce is averaging 2.8 yards a carry through four games.
0: I know. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs>
1: I mean, he is their leading rusher, but uh, you know, not not efficiently. Tank Dell, um, you know, has been good—sixteen catches, two hundred sixty-seven yards, two touchdowns. Nico Collins is the star of that team, apparently—twenty-two catches, four hundred twenty-eight yards. I mean, we saw C.J. Stroud in the preseason; he led a scoring drive. He's still a rookie, though, and I think the Saints should still feel good about that matchup. But yeah, it's. The the Texans are suddenly a team that you look at like, oh well, I guess that's not a that's not an, an easy win after all.
0: Right. And we were uh, you know, looking at the next game after the Texans, we were all worried, oh, the best quarterback on the schedule, Trevor Lawrence, who's been eh this season, you know, nothing fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I still think he's the best quarterback on the schedule.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying we haven't really seen that explosion of a game from him.
1: Ninety six completions. Sixty-seven percent completion, nine hundred forty-three yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing to write home about. But the team is two and two. They're first in their division, so I mean, it's a thing. I mean, like they they manhandled the 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 Falcons in London. Yeah, that was fun to see at least.
0: Yeah, I watched it in Toy Story mode. <laughs> so you can no, see the, uh, the the yard marker with the uh, the Doxen dog, Frankie dog. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I didn't. I actually didn't watch that game. You know, I didn't because I was sitting next to you on the pregame show. We,
0: we did get to see highlights, though, on social media. So I figured you meant that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you keep going down the list. Chicago, we talked about Minnesota one and three.
0: Come on. You know, right? they,
1: I mean, who knows who their quarterback is by the time the Saints get them in week 10? Right. Like, are they do they trade Kirk Cousins? I think it's a, I think it's
0: a possibility. I mean, I mean, I don't know what then you do. with. What do you say to a Justin Jefferson with that when, when you make that move? And we're going to go get you a better quarterback <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to pay you uh
1: yeah I, I don't know but they don't have a running back they don't have a quarterback i mean the thing is like kirk cousins stats aren't terrible right
0: uh and i think what was it the last game he had a pretty good outing and still got suffered the loss
1: 68 percent. no they beat the panthers uh 68 1214 yards 11 touchdowns for oh intercepts. it was the
0: chargers game i'm sorry i'm sorry it was the one before that. He had a decent outing.
1: Yeah. No, I mean like statistically he's always been solid. Like he's never been a terrible statistical quarterback. Just again, it's he's just average. But average can win you games for I don't know, the Jets. <laughs> wouldn't if you're the Jets, wouldn't he make a whole lot of sense? Although it is uh, it is tough. We always say like, "Oh, what if a quarterback gets traded?" But quarterbacks almost never get traded cuz it's so difficult to pick up an offense in season. Um but yeah, so so that's going to be one. Who knows I, where they're know what, at. It'd
0: be so. I guess you, if you're making that, you want to make that push to the playoff kind of thing, uh, I, I don't know how you justify trading for Cousins when you know you got Rodgers coming back next year. Because I think Cousins is on a one-year deal. Oh, okay, he's heading into his contract season. I got you. It was a while ago that he got that big money.
1: Yeah, he's in the final year. This is the final guaranteed year of his, of his contract. So if you're the Jets and you just don't want to waste this season... And you're like, we can take the hit. What, what do you guys want? I'll give you a fourth round pick, right? You know, and, and that'll give you an opportunity to start. Let's see, who? Uh, trade him Zach Wilson, right? Uh, yeah, or, right,
0: exactly. His see, stock's high now after last game.
1: Who is the backup on the Vikings? I don't even know. Ooh, that's Nick a good question. Jimmy oh, and Gretna. Jimmy
0: and, <laughs> Jimmy and favorite. Shout out to Jimmy. miss,
1: man. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. That's that's going to be one to watch to see how like a lot of these teams are going to be interesting to watch. Anthony Richardson has been solid. Man, I don't think I'm it, way I impressed. I don't think Anthony Richardson is that good. I, I just I don't know.
0: Like I, I, I will say he's been more accurate than I thought he would be, though.
1: Yeah, I mean he's, I, I don't he's know. already like,
0: suffered a concussion.
1: Yeah, he, the, the way he plays is going to be tough to maintain.
0: Um, exactly. But,
1: but we'll see. I mean, the Saints get him in a couple weeks, uh, and they, and that's a game they need to win. They got to win that game. If that if they don't if they don't win these games against rookies, then you know we're talking we talk about ten wins. I don't know if you can get the ten wins from here without taking advantage of the rookie quarterbacks on your schedule. So that's that's Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young again, and I consider Desmond Ritter to be a rookie quarterback. Fair so enough. they're right. Those are that's five games, right? So you get the Texans in two weeks, the Colts in four weeks. Then you get the Falcons coming off of a bye. Then two weeks later, you get the Panthers. And then you get Atlanta to close out the season. Right. Of those five games, you have to win four of them to have a, out. to get, in my opinion, to get to 10 wins and win the division. Cause the Bucs, I think the Bucs are going to put up a number in the division race that is competitive. Like, I don't, I don't know if they get to 10 wins, but I think 10 wins get you the wild card. And it at least gets you in a position where you could potentially win the division. So to me, you got to win four of those five games. And then, you know, you got teams like the Giants, the Rams, you should be favored in that game. The Bears, you should be favored in that game. Patriots this week, you know. So there's wins on this schedule. Yeah, the 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 toughest matchup might be Detroit, huh? I was just about to say that. The team (laughs) that I think they're going to lose to is the Lions. Um, They are stout up front. That team... The, the speed of which they turned it around. I think they started, what, 0-7 last year? Something like that? Let's see. I can't remember.
0: I don't know if you've seen this one across social media. Folks asking, is Dan Campbell the coach that got away from the Saints?
1: <laughs> they started 1-6. and six. Then they won eight of their final ten games. Yeah. So, like, and, and now suddenly it's like, I don't know if they, like they're one of the top three teams in the NFL. And anytime you see a team in the in today's NFL that can run the ball at will, oh. they become very very difficult to stop. For sure, Be, like because it just allows Jared Goff, a guy who I don't think is a star quarterback, but he can get it done. Know. Like he has he has the talent. Like he has the he has the ability. I don't want him to have to to have to put the team on his shoulders. But like, you know, like a Kirk Cousins, right? Like if you put a team around him that is complimentary, has a good defense, can run probably the best offensive line in football, you're going to win a lot of games. It kind of reminds me of the Cowboys early in Dak's career where Zeke was going off. The offensive line was fantastic. You had pass catchers who were, you know, Des Bryant and uh, Miles Austin, guys like that, guys who you could trust. Like They feel like that. And I don't think that's the type of team the Saints are going to beat this year. Plus, they Aaron Glenn knows the Saints very well. Uh, Dan Campbell knows the Saints very well. Pete Carmichael is going to have very few secrets <laughs> for that for that matchup. So yeah, I mean, like that's one I'm going to chalk up as a loss. <laughs> you know, Buffalo. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's the wrong schedule. Hold on, <laughs> I was um, like, wait a minute, we don't get the Bills. But the the but that's the thing. I think you have put some good teams behind you in the Packers, the Bucks, apparently the Titans. Um, So between New England, Houston, Indianapolis, Chicago, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, New York, the Giants, the Rams and the Falcons, the Saints should be, if not favored, uh, you know, even on the on the on the betting line in those games. Like, I I think that they should they should believe they should win those games.
0: Yeah, talking about the Lions, they get the Bucks this week uh, in Detroit, yeah. so hopefully go Lions right there.
1: It'll be interesting to see if they make the Saints look as bad as they did when they beat up on the Packers four days after the Saints uh, blew the lead in the same stadium. Um, the games that I'm chalking up as a loss: Jacksonville, Detroit. Those are the two losses that I see definite on this schedule. I mean, they can win those games, but like if I if I'm chalking them up as You know, they would be gravy wins. Like, if you get wins in those games, it's huge. But you don't. I think you don't have to win those games to get to the postseason. And those are going to be games that you are not favored in. The games that are going to be close. Tampa Bay, in terms of like, you know, I I think I think the Saints and Bucks are a lot closer than they
0: they looked uh, in Week Four. Agreed. Tampa Bay, Minnesota, at the Rams. I mean, depending on, I don't know what's going to be up with Stafford
1: and. Only because it's a Thursday night game in L.A. You're right.
0: So that, that's a definitely a big part of that.
1: On a short week, you have to go across the country and play in a stadium that I hate. <laughs> I've only been there once. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> although I do like the snacks. The snack game is on point. But, but,
0: but overall, the stadium gets a, a, a negative grade from you, huh? yeah is it, it rains because is it, i was gonna say just because it's open kind of thing and when it should be it's a it's a stupid no roof, it's right.
1: fine it's fine it's just i don't know like it it, it it's like it was made to look nice sure but right not necessarily be nice you know it's anyway um, kudos
0: to the snacks we'll give them yeah. props on that
1: They're, they spare no expense anyway so yeah yeah i mean so you're two and two just the math is not that complicated to get to <laughs> 10 and seven. You need to win eight of your final 14 games. So you need to go eight and six the rest of the way to right. get to now 10. I'm asking world beating statistics here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I said it was easy and I still did the math wrong. We played four games. So there's 13 games left. Yeah. So you need to win. You need to go eight and five the rest of the way to get to 10 wins. Double
0: digits, right.
1: And that's that's five losses. That's not exactly that's not exactly, you know, an exciting thing to think they're going to lose five more games this season, but you you can lose five games and still get the double digit win. So if you just lose the games that you probably won't be favored in. So let's see. Uh, say you lose at Minnesota, it's going to be tough to go to Minnesota and win. Say you lose versus Detroit. Say you go on the road and lose to the Rams on a short week. That's three. Uh, lose to Jacksonville. That's four.
0: I mean, I have a hard time. Atlanta,
1: yeah. Yeah, say you drop one of the games to Atlanta. That would mean you beat Atlanta once, you beat Tampa Bay once, you beat the Giants twice, you beat the Panthers again, uh, you beat the Bears, you beat the Colts, you beat the Texans, you beat the Patriots. You're at 10 wins,
0: right? And the toughest out of that matchup, I think, obviously, going to Indianapolis, going to Houston. Uh, luckily, the you know the the at Houston one isn't a a very long trip, but anytime you play on the road, obviously in the league, it's tough.
1: See, I I, I don't know because it seems like the Saints the play better on the road <laughs> than they do at home because they have lost what eleven of their last seventeen games at home, right? So maybe maybe being on the road for those games, like I think it's a blessing that they that they're going out to New England this week. If they had to play again at home, man. All right, I think that's it. I think we've 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 put in our we've put in our time here. We, you know, a full ninety minutes, uh, basically, not quite, but close. Uh,
0: went Look through forward a lot. to what? Yeah, what's going to happen now with the injury report? Obviously, coming out uh, on Wednesday to see just exactly where where this team stands. And not expecting any changes at quarterback. Obviously, so the Derek, Char- Car- Derek Carr show continues. The Darren Sharper show. No, 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 no. We don't do that one. That was canceled a long time ago.
1: Yeah, for good reason. Yeah, we don't want that. The reruns don't even get aired. <laughs> um, except for that one, that one video. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? The Greg Jennings video? He no, the team no, on I back. don't. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. Put the team on his back.
0: That's why I say I won the hardest in Madden. I have the, one of the most best offense in Madden history. Look at this shit. Greg Jennings caught that shit. This right, last play of the game. But, dog, earlier, though, broke his f- leg. How is he running with a broken leg? Nigga, <laughs> this is holding this shit, though. <laughs> dog, he put the team on his back. Dog, let's go inside the mind of a Greg Jennings. <laughs> dog, I gotta do this shit. I put the team on my back, though. My leg broke. I don't know how the fuck I'm running right now, though. I'll do this shit for Madden. <sighs> <sighs> oh, shit. Darren Sharper, one of the most hardest-hitting safeties in the league. But I put the team on my back, dude. You can't stop me. Cross the plane. Touchdown, Greg Jamies. <laughs> no, that was a first Man. for me right
1: there. Yeah, it's, it's one of like the earliest like viral videos. Uh, let's see, what when was it? Yeah, 13 years ago. It's got 17 oh. million views. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, and it's and it's funny because it's against the Saints in the game.
0: Yeah, Darren
1: think- <laughs> the hardest hitting safety in the NFL.
0: Greg Jennings running with a broken leg. You don't give a damn. You put the team on his back, though. Kind of like the Leroy Jenkins whole thing.
1: Yeah, it, it's similar. to That it's a very right, it's, right. around the same time. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, it's that that like early YouTube yeah. where. It didn't even have a like. It didn't even have like an algorithm of any kind. Who was just like you've had to like it was all manually shared content. Uh, Interesting, good stuff, good stuff. I have, I'm probably gonna have to cut that out of the podcast because it's very salty language. Either that are bleep everything, which seems like a lot.
0: Oh, I, I, I thought the Odyssey folks would be mad at you for playing the YouTube video. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think that's copyrighted, but we'll see. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs>
1: how, how dare you play 13 uh, year old Madden uh, clips? All right, let's wrap up this here podcast. It's about 90 minutes of sheer gold. Um, (laughs) I'm Jeff Noack. He's Steve Geller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noack. You can follow him at Steve Geller, WWL. You can follow the show at Saints underscore pod. Check out the latest Saints content, news, and analysis over at WWL.com. Listen to Sports Talk every day, 4 to 8 p.m. on WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 and on the always free Odyssey app. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Apple podcast and you haven't left a rating or a review, do that. We appreciate it. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you'd like to see. Tell us who you'd like to stop talking uh, and we'll and we'll do our best to to oblige. Uh, but as always, thanks, everyone for listening. Saints are two and two, not oh and 17. So we're going to keep watching and hoping and seeing what happens. It's the Pete Carmichael show, baby. Let's do it. All right. How you doing, Steve? You ready to go?
0: Cheers to get to three and two. We'll be talking some past the next podcast, I'm sure. Who dat? Go Saints. Peace out, y'all.